Welcome. We are your hosts for Bitches Be Brave. This is Heather Hobbs. And this is Bev Steele. And together we are everyday working women trying to raise a family, succeed at our careers, stay fit and healthy, and still look hot. It's our hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from the top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life. And because we care, please remember the thoughts, comments, and advice of this podcast and our guests do not substitute medical advice and you should consult your doctor before starting any new program. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at bitchesbebrave at bitchesbebrave.com or visit our website, bitchesbebrave.com or Instagram at bitchesbebrave. Welcome back, episode 42, and today we are talking about breathing, something I need to do more of. You know, this podcast today, I thought it was very interesting when you said that you have this habit of exhaling when you're frustrated, like, yeah, because you do that a lot when you're talking to me. I'm thinking, stress me out. No, I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, why did you... Why the heavy breath? And you're always like, oh, no. So you've noticed this? It's funny. I did, I did say in the uh, interview today that we interview Linda Vazin, um, who has a studio in La Jolla, and she focuses on breath work and fascia release and yoga therapy. But we talked a lot about breathing and the breathing work. And I said that I definitely am so guilty of shallow breathing. Like I catch myself either not breathing at all or I do these like – super exaggerated exhales that I don't do on purpose. It's like my stress just comes out. And so, um, I think with you, I probably like, it is the time where I finally sit down and like, like I'm here. I've arrived. (laughs) Finally. Oh, so your heavy exhale when you're with me is a good thing. Yeah. When it's at work, it's no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want all of our listeners why Linda is talking about the different kind kinds of breathers to breathe along because I hope that it's as eye-opening to you as it was to me. Just like, wow, I, I can't believe that that's really where my breath is stopping right now. I'm a heart breather, by the way. I think I'm going to go see Linda and know for sure. But did you feel the same way, Heather? Were you like really feeling your breath while she was talking? I was, I, I was noticing how I wasn't breathing like usual, but I, <laughs> I'm also intrigued. I think so many of the guests that we've had on this podcast, and I hope that this is what our listeners are getting out of this podcast is that there's so many things that just, we need to be thinking of that can help us in our life, you know? And she talks about so many of the things that she has had that has transformed her life just due to this transformative breathing and everything from sleeping to anxiety and depression. And so something just as simple as taking care of yourself and learning how to properly breathe and and get your body moving and working the way it should and how much of an impact it can have on your whole life. So I personally want to dive in and, and do a little more digging in how I can do this in my own life. Yeah. And really by transforming yourself through that breath, you can really lead your thoughts and reactions through love. Mm. And you can just hear that and see that when you, when you talk to her. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. 
Here we go. Here we go. Welcome. We are here today with Linda Vazen, who for the past 35 years has used her own life experiences in dealing with depression, backaches, shoulder aches, and feeling at loss to ground and to help others. She's been working with clients on physical and emotional levels using fascia release, yoga therapy, Pilates, life coaching, breath work, and sound healing. Many of those modalities has helped her, but it was breath work where she was able to make the big leaps that she needed. After experiencing the power with her own transformation, she now has made it her mission to share this work. And we're so excited to be talking to you today while you are there in your studio in La Jolla, California. And I was saying as we were kind of starting off this call today that this is something I've been so excited to kind of dig deeper in. We've, we've talked a lot on this podcast on different ways to, you know, have more balance in our lives, including meditation. And so breathwork was one that I really wanted to get a deeper understanding and how it is that, you know, we can use this in our lives and to help balance us and to find out what it does. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear and have you kind of go back and tell us, you know, the story of how you got to have your studio, how you got to be doing this work for a living. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I actually graduated. I got my bachelor's in computer science and I was a programmer for a year and it, I went into a deep depression. I knew I couldn't, I'm a very physical person. So I knew I couldn't sit behind a computer that long. So I, um, quit after a year went back to college, got my master's in exercise physiology and did quite a few different things uh, throughout my life. But finally, God uh, became a yoga therapist about 26 years ago. Then I got into Pilates and studied. Uh, one of my clients was Debbie Ford. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she wrote The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, oh, and yes. she has a life coaching program. Yeah. So I, I studied with her, became a life coach. And then finally, six years ago, I went through a really, really hard time in my life where the modalities that I knew, yoga and uh, pranayama, the yogic breath work weren't working for me so i uh ran into transformational breath and that was has been the most powerful tool i've ever used and it really i don't like the word transformation but it really transformed me so that brought so much clarity into my life and just living more consciously and being able to use the breath and really realizing when you get triggered is from past emotional stuff and working through stuff as you're living, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's how I got here. And now I have a cute little studio in La Jolla. I see private clients, but we are also offering a lot of great classes, not just yoga movement classes, but breath work and yoga nada, which, you know, um, yoga of the voice and other sound healing types of classes. Linda, we talked a little bit before we started the podcast about some of the experiences that some of your clients have when they first begin the breath work. And I felt, I, it sounded so fascinating. Could you talk a little bit about what happens um, and why they may feel a little uncomfortable or even, I think you maybe said scared or Yes. Mm -hmm. 
breath work is very intimate. When you sit there and we, as I mentioned earlier, we are in such fast paced lives. Like we're just constantly going and we're outside of ourselves, like constantly outside. So a lot of times when people come to me and we sit to do breath work, they close their eyes and start taking some deep diaphragmatic breaths. And it's also like, wow, all these emotions come up. And a lot of times you realize that people, I mean, you know, some people, I don't want to generalize, but we generally don't connect to ourselves enough. And there's a certain sense of not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So we work through that. And then when, start, when they start breathing, sometimes emotions come up because again, we're, we're in such, we do everything so fast that we don't take time to grieve and be with little traumas in our life. I mean, trauma doesn't always have to be somebody dying or somebody getting sick or, but it could be something as moving or, you know, getting triggered in just, we don't take enough time to be with those feelings. So when you lay down to start breathing, a lot of times all of that stuff starts coming up and it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it is very important. If you want to, the more we clear all of that and constantly process the stuff that we're going through, the clearer our mind is, the more present we can be today and the more we can experience joy. So I know for myself, I mean, I throughout the day will find, I will catch myself to where I'm like, I'm not even breathing. I'm like shallow breathing. I'm not even taking breaths. I'm just going. And so I know for me that, you know, we've had many guests on this podcast where we're like, just take a deep breath. And we know how powerful breathing can be to just kind of calm you and center you. What I'd love to know is like the difference between that, right? Like being conscious and being mindful of breathing throughout your day versus the act of actually doing breath work. So how does that, how does that differ in taking the time? And I guess, what does it do? I mean, you talked about when you found, I think you called it transformational breathing work. Um, how does it transform you? And, you know, what does that look like? What, how much time <laughs> is involved in that? Um, the way transformational breath changed things for me is, um, first of all, it's learning how to breathe properly is very important because as a facilitator, I look at people and some uh, people breathe really shallow, which sometimes indicates that you're, you're not ready to take in all your good. I've never seen someone that takes like full deep, deep diaphragmatic breaths and they're depressed or they're just live life, you know. Uh, the, usually people that breathe like that, they take on life and they live life fully. And then sometimes you see people that just breathe in their heart and they don't get it into their diaphragm. And those are people that make most of their decisions from based in their heart. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you know, you see people that just breathe in their diaphragm and not in their heart. It's, and that sometimes is an indication that people that have been hurt a lot, they don't breathe into their heart because they shut down their heart. So when we change our breathing pattern, we start literally showing up differently in life because breath is a self-protection mechanism. So if, for example, uh, somebody's been 
physically abused. It's really hard to breathe through that. So the breath sort of, uh, so you stop breathing to disconnect from the experience you're having. And when you stop breathing, your breath pattern starts shifting. So we hold, you know how they say you hold your issues and your issues are in your tissues. So we hold our breath and we literally uh, keep those in our body physically on a cellular level. So when you start doing big, deep diaphragmatic belly breathing, especially like transformational breath, those things start coming up. It's a physics term called entrainment. The high vibration of the breath goes down and lifts the lower vibration, stuck energy from our body. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of times when people start uh, breathing, doing a lot of breath work, they start remembering things that had happened a long time ago. Um, and you know you can have some breath sessions where it's very you know you can remember a lot of things and you can have breath sessions where it's blissful there's you you never know what your psyche is allowing you to have however it's extremely powerful i don't know if i answered your question did i yeah, I think the, yeah, you definitely did. I mean, it's a big difference. I guess um, going back to the time, you know, is there a, um, like you think about, like when I've heard people talking about like when you're going to meditate, just start with 10 minutes a day or something. Like, is there a certain amount of time? And even for yourself, how much time are you spending specifically dedicated to doing breath work? I, I'm the kind of person that usually would say, okay, I'm going to start working out. And then that's said <laughs> an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon, like these unrealistic expectations. Right. And I wouldn't do it. And then I'd be so disappointed. So now what I do is I start very small. Yep. You know, if you want to start with two minutes in the morning, great. Mm. Two minutes in the morning, maybe one day you'll have extra time add, you know, just continue going, but don't set unrealistic expectations because you're going to feel disappointed and then you're going to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, for me, it's really important to do some sort of meditation. And I'm super, I've become, I used to be super rigid, but I've become flexible with myself because I find that the more flexible I am, the more I'll stick to what I need to do. So some mornings I'll get up and I'll do breath work, deep diaphragmatic breath work. And I know people say when you meditate, you need to sit up. But if I, um, sometimes I lay on my bed and just like take deep breaths and press my belly into the bed and back in, do that hundred times. Or if I'm not feeling good, I might just lean against, you know, the uh, bed and just breathe that way. Sometimes I sit up tall. To me, my goal has become more about just connecting with myself and slowing down. So whatever that looks like for you, it's more important to do that than become do really stuck to the details of it. At least that's my perspective. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Start two minutes, add a, you know, every week, add a minute or two until um, you can do it. Maybe do it throughout the day, set a timer and just breathe and connect with your soul, with yourself. See what's happening. If you're feeling 
anxious, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling tired, just connecting with self, I think is so important. Yeah. I just, I was really hearing you when you were talking about the different types of breathers, I guess, that we can be. And I, I really think I'm a a heart breather because as you were talking, I was like, okay, where am I feeling it right now? And I can't wait to come see you so you can tell me. But I'm sure all of our listeners are doing some of the same thing as you're talking. They're starting to breathe and feeling that. So I guess when, when you were talking about it brings up some things, you know, we're, I think we're trained in our society just to like stuff it or move on and not. So I can see that when, if, when you start to breathe, then you're really going to start to feel those things. So once that starts happening, is, is that really what is going to help clear it? Or are there other steps after these things start coming up that you work with your clients on? Well, when people come to me for transformational breath, I work with them diligently. Like I'm watching them. I'm there for them. If their crying comes up, great. Thank God. Let it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're alone, we are trained that some feelings are good and some feelings aren't. So as soon as something comes up that doesn't feel good, we sort of resist. We want to push it away. We want to make it bad. And that's just, it's unrealistic. It's, um, I mean, we're humans. We're supposed to have a spectrum of feelings. We can't pick and choose. Oh, to, I want to always be happy. I mean, doesn't that sound a little ridiculous, right? <laughs> um, but the, there's a process that I don't know if you've ever heard of Michael Brown, the presence process. Mm-hmm. He has a little process that when something triggers you and a feeling comes up, you sort of notice, you observe it, you observe and see what's happening. Like somebody says something to you and all of a sudden your emotions, you're like, oh, you're getting angry or whatever. He says, leave that person alone. He's a messenger, she's a messenger. So um, you let go of the story, you go inside, you start feeling where you feel that emotion inside and you breathe into it breathe into it without the story, without the judgment, without resistance. You just breathe into it until it starts dissipating a little bit. Because usually when it comes on, it's really, it could be very um, intense. But the more you're relaxing and breathing into it, 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 the intensity gets lighter. And then after you do that, maybe for two 10, 20 minutes, um, you bring in compassion. So you substitute the vibration with compassion and love because truly love is the most healing vibration out there. Love, gratitude, forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So most of the times we get triggered because of a childhood experience that we've had. And those when somebody triggers us, those emotions come up. And what you're doing to process that is just being with it, making it okay, and then bringing compassion, love, kindness, just like you would for a little kid. If a kid's going through a hard time, you just want to be there to hug them, right? Yeah. 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 
So you, you've shared, I mean, some of the amazing transformations that you've had in your own life with, you know, battling depression. Um, and so what other, you know, what changes have you seen in other people and other clients that you've worked with and how have you seen it really help others? That's the part I love about my job. Um, it's so nice seeing people just transform. Um, it, it's just becoming more comfortable in their skin, processing old baggage, you know, not to get rid of because I think everything happens in our lives because we learn from them, but integrating those experiences rather than making them bad and wanting to stay away from them. Um, I have, you know, seen people, one of the girls I went through the training with, she, didn't leave her house for a year. She was in phobia. She was had panic attacks. And after a year of doing transformational breath, uh, she came out and she was public speaking, just beautiful. I mean, there is, the breath is so powerful. Our bodies are so powerful. I just think if we can just tap into that and just play with it and get to know it, it can really benefit you in so many ways. So um, in that instance, would you do a session with her on a video like we're doing now, like a video meeting or how would she, would you go to her house? Because you have a studio, I would assume that was, that would be the best place. Right. So I do workshops. People come to the studio and we do workshops. Uh, I'm slowly going online. I um, do some teachings online about breath, but transformational breath is really a hands-on experience because mm-hmm. if you know stuff comes up, I want to be there. We have a lot of facilitators. We want to be there for the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of breath modalities that can be taught online. And I do some of that as well. But I do have workshops at my studio. We have regular weekly classes. Um, there's seminars all over the world with transformational breath. But personally, I work mostly out of my studio and some online. Okay. And so the hands-on, would that be more to see that we're breathing correctly and yes. where they, okay. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, making sure you're getting into your diaphragm, uh, then your chest. See a lot, sometimes people, when they're breathing, they use like their shoulders, they arch their back, yeah. just getting you really, again, there's no judgment. It's just what we're accustomed to but changing that slowly and patiently um, really changes the way you show up in life i did years of therapy and it's like mentally i knew how i wanted to be and what i wanted to do and not to do but i just it just didn't come naturally but when you really change your breath pattern you just it's so natural you just show up differently It's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. (laughs) I guess I just keep thinking in my head, you know, just how, um, how 
you have like to get to that point where it is natural, right. To get to that point where you're doing it, because I think so many times, like I said, I just find myself not doing it or that's what I did like about yoga because it, it is something where, you know, if I go to a yoga class, the teacher's going to consistently keep telling me. So it's like, okay, for one hour, at least I know I can focus on that. But once I leave class on the drive home, I think I'm right back to forgetting about the simple thing of, of breathing. And so I love that. I guess it's like anything though, practicing, right. And just being, being mindful of what it is that you're trying to do. Yes. And it's, I mean, you're not going to do it all day long, but whenever you remember, you just take a couple of deep breaths and, and doing that more and more allows you to live more and more consciously and doing it more. But I think, again, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to be focused on your breath all day long while you're doing everything, right? So being kind and patient and just doing it as often as you can. With, a, with daily practice, maybe two, three minutes in the morning, two, three minutes, you know, scheduled. But then throughout the day, whenever you remember, you're like, oh, there I am breathing mm -hmm. into the belly and the chest and let's do, okay, I have time to do five of these. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of the analogy of walking around with a rock in your shoe. You just get used to it, right? And then when you take that out, then kind of miss it so you're going to fall back so it's really the practice of breathing I mean I know for me just talking to you now I am aware of my breathing which I'm like wow I just like I do feel kind of and I know <laughs> just mentioned that earlier that like kind of the tightness In and then the, say the shoulders step. and I'm like oh yeah. my shoulders are up so yeah those are just things that we naturally go into that mode um, just based on the years of doing so I'm sure I have a really bad habit too of like, I do the um, really exaggerated exhales, like sighs, you know, like, and people call me out on it all the time and I don't do it on purpose. It's like, it's like my very transparent, visible stress coming out of me that I, um, you know, I do. And so that is a great thing to do. Actually, that's a great way to release stress. That sigh, yeah. anything with the voice. Uh, sound healing is not just about using instruments. It's also your own voice. Like a lot of uh, different cultures, yeah. when they grieve, they use their voice like this. Uh, you know, that's a way of letting it go. Mm -hmm. Sighing is a way of letting go. One of my meditations is like you breathe in and you hum out like you hum as long as you can and the humming vibration in your mind you you'll feel if you do that for five minutes you'll feel your whole body vibrating different and that's all from your sound of your own voice so you're I, doing the right thing you're listening to your body <laughs> I was driving with my 15 year old daughter recently and we, I just said you know we don't get to scream in luck enough or yellow enough so we were just screaming in the car and we were laughing and it was like releasing because she's in school all day and of course you can't scream in school and I'm working and when do you really get a time to to just scream <laughs> just to let you know we do do that at transformational breath we tone and we move our body Ah. And it is very natural. Humans and zoo animals are the only creatures on earth that don't um, shake, use ah. movement and tone. 
because yeah. we're trained to be, you know, really yeah. stoic and mindful of what everybody else is thinking. But a two or three year old, what do they do when they're on overwhelm? Yeah. Throw a tantrum on the they, ground. They yeah. Go with the natural flow. So again, you, it's so important to just, yeah, scream on your way home yeah. and let <laughs> it all out. <laughs> got to do more of that. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm, we train ourselves from three to teens. Do you work with any younger people as they're starting to deal with their emotions and where to put it? And I, um, we've done a few uh, classes for kids. I would absolutely love to work with teens and college students. It's my passion. I would love to. I'm. Uh, so overwhelmed with everything that I'm doing right now, but that is definitely on my list. And mm -hmm. I know it would be so beneficial because my daughter, one thing that got me into this work is my daughter was going through a really, really hard time. And I was up from like 12 to four o'clock every night for a year. I mean, I was exhausted. Yeah. I was on survival mode. And when I started doing transformational breath, everything changed for me. Mm. And as I changed, she started changing. And then she did her breath work and she went from like super depressed to like thriving right now. So one of my goals is to work with college students and teens because this work is so powerful. I have to get around to it soon. That's amazing. So by doing that work, it actually helped. I mean, do you think it's because it's helping to reduce your stress and anxiety levels? So then it helped you sleep. I know we've talked about this almost every time. I'm I'm completely like a horrible insomniac. I same thing, like kind of have no trouble falling asleep, but I wake up in the middle of the night like ding and my brain just starts going and then it's it's hours usually where I'm just fully wide awake. And then, you know, it's horrible because then you fall back to sleep when you need to get up and you're not, you know, it just ruins your whole day. And so um, that's really interesting that that type of work really helped change even your sleep. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It helps you. The, the benefits are amazing. It helps, helps for sleep, digestive issues, um, eczema i i mean i interviewed some people that have uh gone through transformational breath and they all have their stories like this lady that had the worst case of eczema it all went away your body just starts functioning properly because when you breathe through your diaphragm the vagus nerve goes through your diaphragm so when you use your diaphragm to breathe it activates the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is connected to every organ in your body so it calms down the heart rate your everything is just working uh better and also your nervous system we go back to what we talked about earlier your nervous system calms down and when your nervous system calms down your your body starts healing itself we are incredible machines. I mean, our body does incredible things and it could heal itself. We just have to give it the opportunity. So when we calm down the heart rate, we, we slow down. It's like, okay, now I can do my job. 
I mean, I think I, I was just uh, listening to, I don't know, it was a book, an audio book the other day, the, the book 10% Happier by, um, I think it's Dan Harris. And he was referencing Eckhart Tolle. And he was mentioning in there that, you know, Eckhart Tolle ha- was talking about um, just the mindfulness practice, uh, meditation practice, but just being, you know, present and that it actually stops the aging process. And that Eckhart Tolle, who does look actually really well, but I'm looking at you and you are like gorgeous, timeless. And I'm just thinking it's interesting because when you really think about people who are, who practice being present, who practice mindfulness um, and practice all things, I think around the body, I feel like I, that there is, there's a youthfulness, like literally a physical youthfulness that comes up. And so um, I love that. If it can turn back the, the hands of time at all, or at least stop the aging process, I'm totally in. <laughs> You're gorgeous, by the way. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Both of you. There's so much talk about the adrenals today. I mean, every time I listen to something, they're talking about the adrenals, whether it's uh, connected to aging, weight loss. I mean, and all of that boils down to really how you're treating your body, stress. So I can see why those would all be connected. Absolutely. I mean, adrenals, it, it's being in fight or flight, which used to be when we were chased by a tiger or our lives were threatened. But in this day and age, you know, we have so many demands, you know, appointments, emails, texts. I mean, I can feel my heart rate going up when I have like 20 texts and I haven't replied to them for an hour. I'm like, oh my God, I'm behind. I'm behind. I have to just remind myself it's okay. It's not that important. But we're constantly in that fight or flight mode for really 99% of the time, it's not life or death. Let's face it, mm-hmm. just have to co- bring yourself back to the moment and say, what's important here? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're constantly in that fight or flight mode, you're using your adrenal system. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, oh, it's overused. That's why it's important to keep coming back to, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Calm down it's okay. And I have to do that because I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Ayurvedics, but there's three different kinds of doshas, three different kinds of personalities. And for me, I'm a vata and we run on like intense high level energy. And then when we crash, we're crashed. So for me, it's, I can get there really quick and stay up there. I have to constantly remind myself like what's important my where's my energy calm down it's not that important and at the end of the day i always have to remind myself it's about health it's about connecting it's about loving it's about serving because we can get lost with everything all the other demands yeah. right yeah. yes <laughs> and we do yeah we do. <laughs> oh my gosh well, this is, it's been so amazing. I would like to know, Joe, you know, if, if somebody's not near this type of studio, right? If they're not near somebody that can go and they can go and get that hands-on experience, where would you recommend they start? I would recommend, um, first of all, there's so much information online, mm-hmm. like on YouTube, there's guided meditation, there's 
uh, really nice music, uh, there's information. So just having a daily routine, saying, okay, I'm going to do this three minutes every morning, maybe three minutes in the afternoon, three minutes at night. Just connect with myself. Whatever tools you need to use, just get started that way. Um, as far as transformational breath, there's trainers and facilitators all over the world. It's one of the fastest growing breath modalities out there. However, you know, it's, if it's out of reach, there's so many ways to connect to yourself. There's right now, like at my studio, we're offering uh, song circles, we're offering breath, we're offering finding the community that's gonna, there's meetups, you know, finding a community that is going to support you in your journey, uh, doing it that way, as well as having your home practice. I think home practice is really important and it doesn't have to be a big, huge thing it could be just a few minutes a day couple of times a day i'm all about throwing in um self-care whenever is possible if, even like some days i don't get to some weeks i don't get to do a full yoga class but i get up in the morning i do a couple of stretches in the kitchen and the doorway coming out Whenever I get a chance, it's like, okay, what's hurting? Let me feel it. Yeah. Let me stretch into it. Let's breathe. Like making it part of your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a separate event. I like that. That's yeah. Good. And that's even seems more valuable than saying, okay, at nine o'clock, I'm going to drive and go to the yoga studio and then I'm going to be nice to my body. That yeah. you're listening to your body all day long. And if you need to stop and stretch, you do it. Exactly. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So Linda, where can our listeners find you? Maybe you could tell us a little more about where they could get a hold of you, your website, your studio. And um, the name of my studio and my site is Breath Body Connection, breathbodyconnection.com. Um, I have a studio in La Jolla. Um, I would love to see anybody that wants to come in. I don't want price to be a point. So if there's any issues with that please let me know um and i'm offering more things online mm -hmm. i have uh, hopefully going to start a membership program pretty soon to do more coaching and include breath in there and then have events where people can come and we can do more deep breath work but uh, that's where you can find me and i'd love to hear from anybody any questions you want to come in we offer um breath one day workshops weekend workshops family workshops so we're here to serve well we're definitely coming to see you that's for sure <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, linda so one question that we always ask our guests what does it mean to you to be brave for me, it means to be, uh, speak your truth, be authentic, be vulnerable, be, be who you are, be as authentic as possible. That's to me is being brave. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Linda, for the time today and for the, just the reminder about how important it is and just that we need to, I think we focus so much on working out and meditation and all the other things, but we forget a simple thing like just breathing and how powerful and transformative, you know, transformative it can be. 
So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and uh, you're such a joy. Thank you. Thank you, you so much for having me and I look forward to seeing you soon. Definitely. Bye-bye. Thanks.